It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another special State of Origin Wednesday night episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. And to uh, to, to mark that occasion, we uh, Ryan, we've we've finally decided after 18 months of diligent hard work to let our uh, intern have a go on the podcast. So we've, in addition to Ryan, uh, we've also got our intern Rob uh, making his debut tonight. So Rob, how are you, mate? G'day, mate. Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. I'm stoked to get the call up, so cheers. Yeah, great. So, mate, we, what we're going to do is we're going to double your pay um, for this week. <laughs> zero to zero. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So it's a love job. Um, yeah, I'm not actually sure what you what you do as an intern, Rob, but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's valuable. Look, it's not important, mate. <laughs> just a hype it's behind the just, scenes. Just tell you the tell you the podcast good every week. And... Yeah, yeah. Send me a bunch of messages asking tr- for trades and stuff. Mate, I haven't, uh, I haven't for a while. To be fair, I've taken it to Ryan. Now we've got the we've got the same yeah. team. Well, that explains. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you, well, you copied my team last year, and, yeah, and he's copied mine this copy year. Ryan this yeah, year. Yeah, mate. How did that so. How did that go for me last year? Yeah, pretty poorly, mate. Yeah, <laughs> pretty poorly. Oh, uh, anyone that's copying me is in for a big, big nasty surprise usually. So, <laughs> hey, uh, Ryan, mate, did you get a chance to have a look at our talking league versus fantasy fantasy amateurs league? At the standings? Oh no, I haven't. I'm, I'm assuming it's not great. No, so there's well, there's um, this is league with yes, yeah, so six six delegates from amateurs and six from uh, talking league. Ten, ten, ten of us are in the top two thousand of the twelve. Oh, wow, we so are flying. We're braining it. Andy, old Andy, surged up ever since we were giving him a bit of lip on the pod a couple of weeks ago. He surged up. He's in one thousand nine hundred fifty one overall now. He was like 11,000 a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, he's made a run. We've got James, our other intern, and and Dale from Trident um, in the 4,000s and miles behind, miles off the pace. So it's uh, it's tough at the top. And uh, and Eddie, Eddie's managed to – he's at rank number 69 overall. So The nicest rank of all. Yeah. (laughs) That's it, mate. So um, obviously we're recording State of Origin night. Rob, you're a a Kiwi. Uh, Yeah. Does that mean you have an allegiance to Queensland because like 60% of our team was born in New Zealand or? I'm pretty sure Auckland's in Queensland, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Auckland, (laughs) the Cook Islands. Samoa. (laughs) Yeah, mate. It's all part of Queensland. If it's, if it's, yeah, if it's surrounded by ocean, it's Queensland. So. Wherever, wherever Tamo's from, that's New South Wales. Otherwise. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's, um, Easter Island. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, (laughs) boys, what, what do we before we get into the to the fantasy stuff? We won't spend too much time talking about Origin. Obviously, it's gonna the, the, we'll know the result by the times by the time we, it comes out. But can we just like insert like like us saying, "Oh, what a great game by Queensland, <laughs> yeah, New South <laughs> Wales," and you can just edit it out. Gave him a bath. Yeah, <laughs> just a bunch of like stock stock phrases that we can edit. No, well, that would require me um, doing editing, editing which is oh, it's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, sorry. So, so yeah, we're obviously we're twenty four hours behind. With uh, you know, I, I had to do some 
business development involving margaritas yesterday. So that's why we're, we're, we're 24 hours later. But I feel like we're smarter now and we've got more information. So, you know, it's uh, it's probably a good thing that we that we did it a bit later. So, yeah, good good tactics by us guys. And um, do do we have a do you have a prediction for tonight, Ryan? A, a winner and a score line. Um, yeah, I actually think the Blues might get up tonight. Unfortunately, I know it's not what you want to hear. Um, I'm I'm thinking Blues twenty six, Queensland twenty. High scoring uh, affair. High scoring affair. Okay, what about you, Rob? I was thinking, what did you get on the punt club, by the way, Ryan? I wanted to wanted to check that. Uh, I think Mark put a bit. Uh, oh, Mark. I just took Queensland at two dollars forty per dad. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be close as well. Low scoring, maybe sixteen fourteen to. Yeah, I was going to say fourteen twelve to Queensland winning. Mm. Yeah, I'll take that. So, yeah, something like that. I reckon. Um, but yeah, so it'll be, it'll be certainly interesting. Hopefully I can stay awake. I, uh, yeah, I, I had some, I had a hard couple of nights of business development. So I apologize if I'm a little bit sluggish tonight, but I'll be all right. And in fairness, I'm sluggish normally. So, um, yeah, it shouldn't, shouldn't be too much of an impact to, uh, to the pod, but, uh, boys, we might jump in and, and the juggernaut's going to play the first game of the round. So we only got one game on the Friday night, 7.55, probably good. I guess they were probably expecting neither of these teams to have state of origin representatives and the Cowboys ended up being fairly heavily represented. So we've named the one to 17 team uh, from last week. Uh, but then uh, all the origin reps are on the bench. And I mean, obviously the big story here is Jason Tomalolo who without half the team played lots of minutes and scored lots of points. But I mean, Rob, I haven't, we sort of, I've been pretty busy, so I haven't really sort of discussed this much with you guys. Is your thought that Tomalolo is going to be a keeper rest of season, or is he more falling maybe into the trap category at that sort of awkward price point? I'm looking at him pretty pretty seriously. I've got Starling to straight trade out this week, so mm-hmm. Tomalolo is that nice kind of price point, um, to, you know, as a straight swap to get him. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to average over fifty, um, maybe like 53, 54 is kind of my my thinking. Um, okay, I'd quite like him. I, I, I I'm quite tempted. I don't have hooker cover, which is kind of my main issue. So mm. hoping Harry Grant um, backs up. But um, no, definitely looking at Lolo as a as a keeper in the mid. Oh, so you got no no nobody aside from Harry Grant. No, Harry Grant and Starling. That's that's okay. my uh, conundrum. Yeah, oh, that's. And I mean, the big problem with that is, is Harry Grant plays in the third game of the round, but you're not going to know if yeah, he's backing look. up until. I guess you'll get the two. You'll get two hours before kick off, on on Friday. You'll get a a team team list update. So, yeah, definitely one. And I mean, I mean, that's probably a common theme. Do you think Ryan across most most a uh, lot of people maybe just rolling with the one hooker? Yeah, well, I'm not sure that's going to be a, a common problem for you know people who either have Grant and um, Cook and then are looking to offload Starling. Um, mm. Yeah, it's 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 going to be an issue. And and the problem is there's just not a whole lot of uh, good cheap hookers going around. Like basically, if you're spending under 700k, chances are you're compromising on the hooker position. Yeah, correct. Well, which and yeah, and obviously it's traditionally an elite position. There's a couple of couple of great options in there, but they're all sort of pricey. And I mean, the problem with if you go like a Starling to a Tom Lolo and you're just relying on Harry Grant, 
you know, he's he's playing the first game of the round, which does make it a bit awkward. So definitely one to keep an eye on. Fantasy-wise, I had bloody Stu message me earlier about Scott Drinkwater, and I, I, I sort of can't really understand why anyone would want to have him in their team because, I mean, he's just absolute definition of rocks or diamonds. What are you? What, what's your sort of impressions on him, Ryan? Well, I think to me the main concern is you look back at round nine and ten when he was when Peyton was messing around with his minutes a little bit and he was playing in the mid sixties. Like I just worry um, once Felter's back in a couple of weeks, is Hamaso mm. going to go back to the bench and in replace of Granville and we're going to end up with this same sort of conundrum where you're looking over your shoulder of Scott Drinkwater being a sixty-five minute fullback. Like that's the concern for me. Um, and I guess as well, he's a, he's one that doesn't play round seventeen. So uh, overall, coaches, I'm not too sure. Um, I got to be overly interested. Um, mm. I, I, I guess if you look at the Cowboys' run, it's it's not too tough. What they've got Dragons, Manly, uh, Broncos, Sharks, Tigers, Dragons, Bulldogs. So I mean, it's not the it's not the hardest run. So he could uh, could definitely be a little bit more diamonds than rocks over the next two months. Yeah, be interesting to see. And obviously, everybody can move on with uh, move on. Tom Gilbert. Do we think – I mean, I'm pretty sure – I think Nanai will back up. Obviously, Cotter's the other one that, you know, is a question mark. But, I mean, he's just – he you know, he's, he's in your team. If he's in your team, if he's not, he's not. And you're just sort of hoping that he backs up or, you know, I mean, we'll we'll sort of see what happens. Um, I, I suspect maybe he might back up but play off the bench for the Cowboys or something like that. Hmm. So yeah, anyway, anyway. Uh, and then for the draggies, uh, Cody Ramsey, obviously popular. I, I think Ryan, you were looking at him. Did you end up picking him up? Yeah, I bought him in round twelve, um, and he <laughs> surprisingly okay. Yeah. What? Well, uh, how, how about you, Rob? Are you are you on the Ramsey train, or are you looking for a cheap? I don't have week? Ramsey. I got I got Carres, unfortunately that week that um okay. that Ryan got Ramsey. I I was looking at Jack Bird a bit this week though. Um, okay. Four thirty-five center edge. Um, yeah, just it's just quite a good price for for a bloke playing um, in the back row. It's yeah. just it's just whether is he that keeper level or is he that kind of high forties, well, well, mid to high forties. Um, for, for mine, like at that price, he doesn't have to be a keeper because he's gotten to the point now where he's priced in the low thirties. He's priced at about thirty-two. Um, there's every chance like he could average low to mid forties and be just a cash cow or a, mm. a very solid 18th man. I, I guess the most intriguing thing I saw when I was looking at his stats, cause we know he, he broke his arm apparently in round seven, had that week off in round eight. And then from round uh, nine, 10 and 11, he missed 22 tackles over those, over that three mm. game stretch. Um, and then he was back down to one last week and now he's had a week off. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, it, it seems quite apparent that that broken arm was playing a, a role to have a spike in missed tackles, like, that drastically over the three weeks. Um, so, yeah, I'm just wondering, like, because he does seem like the type of player that can average in the low to mid-40s. I, I, I'm a little... I don't think he's going to be a keeper just because of, you know, Aiken and Burton just braining it most weeks. But mm. um, I think it's an interesting mid-range, mid-range option there with... Um, Potentially ten points of value. I mean, he could be a decent eighteenth um, man, and and you know, in the short term, edge, center cover, or, or that sort of stuff. And and I mean, you got um, you got Targo there, who's one hundred and twenty k more. You could, if you got Targo and you don't, you know, can't quite get to an Aiken or a Burton, it might be, you know, cashed one hundred and twenty grand out from Targo to Bird and, and use that money for something. So. Yeah. 
Inter- interesting. And then I'll be, Ben Hunt's the other one. I like. I'm. I really want to have a look at Ben Hunt. But I mean, if he's going to be starting hooker, um, I mean, the Dragons need every win they can get, though. So uh, it's an interesting one. He plays pretty early in the week. I'm considering him and Moses this week because I need a I need a, a half. So uh, that'll be. Interesting to see how they go. And um, I think that's probably it for the fantasy relevance on the Draggies. Yep. Yeah, I saw Moose lurking in the extended reserves. What do we think his position's going to be um, when he's back? Is he going to take? Is he going to go back to an edge? or? Mm, I'd say he's probably takes the spot of Michael Molo. Yep. So, yeah. But, yeah, who knows? Uh, all right, moving along to the... Titans and the Rabbitohs at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Jaden Campbell obviously recommended him to a few people last week. Unlucky with injury. He's gone for eight weeks or something. So that sees Brimson at the back and Paul Turner come in. Uh, I guess it's probably good for Sexton. Is fantasy biggest fantasy implication for relevant players. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Ryan, you did you end up getting on Sexton or you didn't? No, I stayed away. I, I just, I don't know. He burnt me once and I'm kind of a little bit, um, I was just kind of a little bit off him. Um, mm. I guess, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see like what um, type of role Paul Turner plays in this team because we know Campbell mm. was eating into the kick meters a little bit. Does Turner sort of pick up that role because Brimson's not really a big kicker? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's at, and at 550k now. I'm not too sure I'd want to be buying Sexton now either, because like if you're buying him now, you kind of want him to be a keeper. Mm, yeah, it's probably yeah, it's probably more with this. You're probably just going to eyeball Paul Turner at 270k as a potential guy. But I mean, there could be anything here. It could be you know Jermaine Asako to fullback, and and they bring Corey Thompson back or something like that. So I mean, I certainly wouldn't be jumping onto. Paul Turner this week and expecting him to just have that job nailed down. So um, it's not really a lot happening at the old Titans, is there? What's uh, happening with McIntyre? Is Proctor and Fafita back too soon for him to be um, too relevant? Probably. Yeah, I don't think Fafita's gone that long, is he? I think it's only another because you also got to keep two. in mind they got the week off between fifteen and round fifteen and sixteen, so I don't think he's going to get enough time, unfortunately. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think I think it's probably just safe to stay away from everybody in a Titans jersey. Yep. <laughs> uh, Rabbitohs, uh, probably about the same. So they've named Murray and Cook to back up. Um, but they've got um, Mamazoulos on the bench. Uh, surprising they just don't use Savili at the uh, hooker, you know, backup or whatever. But, I mean, there's any, every chance that that could happen and they could promote Liam Knight or someone else. But, um, I mean, if you probably either you've got Cook and Murray or you don't and you're not investing in them. And, and I mean, outside of that, this, it's and it's basically just Jai Arrow who might still be in teams. I don't know what he's... Um, Ownership is at the moment at almost ten percent. So, yeah, I've yeah. still got dry arrow somehow. <laughs> oh, you do. This has never really made it um, to be a trade, you know. But yeah, eventually I'll look to to move him on. But mm. yeah, no rush. He might be no. around seventeen player at this rate. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and and interestingly enough, he played eighty minutes um, in round twelve at the second the second row. So maybe because mm-hmm. uh, like they don't have that second rower on the bench anymore. So maybe Jai's a eighty minute edge moving forward. 
Yeah, well, that would be that would make him very interesting for me. Um, so you're probably one to eyeball this week and then reevaluate next week. Mm-hmm. Whose spot is Peter Mamazoulis taken? Is he? Is that you Blake Taff? Yeah, yeah, Blake, Blake Taff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, second game. This should be a cracker. Roosters and Storm. Um, Roosters name Tedesco to back up, and uh, I mean the not. It was nice of. Uh, Trent Robinson to cuck all the uh, the Nat Butcher boys. Rob, did you end up? <laughs> How good was that? that? Did, you didn't get him. A few mates that um jumped on that wagon. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> one of the ones I didn't do. So yeah. What about you, Ryan? Fan. Did you jump on the the Butcher bandwagon? No, I stayed away. The moment I saw him back at lock, he, he like he, he was very interesting. If I thought you know if, if we uh, if he was going to stay at that edge role when Tupanua was on the bench in round twelve, but the moment he got named at lock, it's yeah, no, it was over for me. No bueno. No. Well, mate, that, that's that's what separates the men from the boys is quality decisions like all three of us deciding to skip butcher. So <laughs> we're, uh, you know, that mate, that's a big tick in the in the column for us. So good good job, guys. So. It's basically a four-forward <laughs> bench, right, um, with Watson and... Yeah, yeah I, I think I, Hutchinson went off and Watson came on to lock and then it was, I think it was cause they were behind. They brought Hutchinson back on, but I mean, if you're using Hutchinson as your spark player, you've probably got problems as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, the, obviously Angus did a great thing for me as a captain last week. Uh, so he's, you know, and he's, you know, ticking along nicely not expecting big things from him this week with uh you know the traditional low scoring against the storm but um yeah i'd say we we'll probably see we we'll probably see tedesco back up and um yeah i guess that's that's probably it any rob you got anything interesting from the uh, oh, just how good wristers? tedesco's been since uh ryan told us all not to buy him yeah. <laughs> maybe 5 weeks ago uh, yeah so much for that hard schedule yeah, that's my only concern. I didn't yeah. get him. Um, I'm still looking for a kicker wing fullback. So, yeah. Oh man, look Thanks at that, that try scoring! Wow, seven tries in five weeks. I've just had him sitting in my wing fullback all season, enjoying the scores, and I sort of hadn't noticed. I didn't realize he was going that ham. So he does this every year, though, doesn't he? Like he starts yeah. low, and then people. There's always there was always a week where you should get him, and. You know, I never do. And, yeah, <laughs> and Ryan talked everybody out of it because he's a jerk. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a stitch up. Well, I was looking at his schedule. I was like, wow, how hard is that schedule? And he just keeps scoring tries, yeah. so it doesn't matter. He doesn't, he doesn't care about the schedule, mate. Yeah. He's he's all over it. So, um, yeah, that's that's probably about it, really, for there. Um, and then moving over to the Storm, uh, I saw uh, – oh, Pickering will be happy. Um, the Storm have signed young Tonomapia. Oh, he's back. He's back. Back from his Mormon mission, isn't that? Yeah, mate. Yeah, so I'm expecting to see him in the centres next week. Ooh. So <laughs> get him in. Oh, mate, Matt, Matty, Maybe. he's going to be just for context. Everybody that doesn't know Matt, he absolutely hates Young Tom Appear. Mate, I tell you, fan. I tell you though, I've got good memories of Young Tom Appear. I um in my very first year of fantasy, I think it was about round two. Um, I had Billy Slater and he was out, so I bought Young Tom Appear for some reason, <laughs> and he ended up scoring forty the week I bought him. So oh, fill up, <laughs> no idea. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I've had him a couple of times. It's funny. There's always those like random outside backs that like they're like accidental cash cows. <laughs> yeah. Remember that like George Jennings. 
about three years ago when he was playing for Parramatta. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And um, the Jared Hayne, when you picked him Remus. up like 330 or whatever. Oh, he yeah. About 650 by the end of the year. Yeah, that was one of my best, but he was playing center and he, yeah, he was absolutely braining it. What about yeah. um, Remus Smith? That was last a good, year um, a good Bin Barber year as well. Was that when he was fullback? Like yeah, it was 2016, I think. Wasn't that the Sharks mm. Premiership year, I think? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm. Memories. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's basically just the spine here. Um, Munster, Hughes, Grant. There's a lot of chat on the Talking League podcast about uh, Hughes and, you know, his high average during Origin last year. But, I mean, the thing we've got to remember is the Storm was setting records for point scoring last year in PBL ball. And um, I actually, I'm not convinced that Jerome Hughes is fantasy relevant. Is that a hot take? <laughs> Uh, oh, serious, serious question, Ryan. Is 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 Jerome Hughes honestly fantasy relevant? And do you see a pathway to him averaging fifty in today's NRL now? Well, he averaged fifty in twenty twenty, so I don't think it's out of the question. But he's, uh, but that said, like he's averaging like forty nine now. Like uh, I should probably say that that fifty and a half averages under the old scoring in twenty twenty. Um, so. Uh, I, th- I just think this is who he is, you know, under not under PBL touch footy rules that we got last year. Because um, yeah. keep in mind, like, he was making a line break just about every single week last year. Yeah, exactly right. So I'm just pulling up, courtesy of Rugby League Fantasy Pro, um, the uh, Jerome Hughes by year, because uh, you can go into analytics and, and look by year in, in games where he played in the halves for at least 75 minutes. Um, so 2018, five matches, average of 31, 2019, three matches, average of 42. And then 2020 was 45.6 up to 56.75 last year. And then he's at 50 now, but, um, he seems to be, he's got an 87.5% try scoring rate in that 50.13 which you have to imagine isn't sustainable. Um, so assuming that goes back down to 40%, um, he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be in the mid to high 40s rather than 50. Yeah. Well, I mean, his, his try scoring rate this year is, yeah, quite yeah. high. Yeah. It's, 87, yeah. He's got seven tries in eight games in the halves. Mm. Um, yeah. But we want to remember with the Storm, they had that really soft schedule at the start of the year, which we highlighted. And they now have the second toughest rest of season schedule. No bueno. Yeah, calling it right now. Jerome Hughes is a trap. Yeah, oh, I think he'll get about fifty, but I, I, yeah, I don't see any value in buying him now. No. I actually no. think his uh, New Zealand halves partner is um, probably the better buy of the oh. two. But yeah. we'll get to him. Get to him. Is he ever? Yeah. Well, I actually want to. I actually want to bring that up as well. Ryan, because mm-hmm. while I was sitting on the plane today waiting to come home from my uh, margarita-filled weekend, I also had a look at Dylan Brown. And Dylan Brown in the halves and not at centre, um, average in 2020, average 51, 2021, average 48. Um, but 
His kick meters are down. He's averaging 60 in his nine games in the halves this year, but that's got a 55% try scoring rate as well, where in the past it's been 15, 28, 21. So you have to imagine that's going to come down. He's already got his career highest number of tries, and he's only played nine games. So I just am worried that that attacking – so his average attacking points per game was – 8, 15, 10, and then this season it's 25. Mm. So I just wonder, because that Eels, they had a really soft schedule to start the year as well. But I, Their schedule's I, not too hard on the run home either, though. No, and I mean, the thing is for head-to-head players, they've got the Storm in 25, who they're going to have to, like, you know, that by then you shouldn't be playing. So, mm. um, I mean, that's that's of a benefit, and they get the Doggies twice. Um, but I actually greatly prefer his halves counterpart, Mitch Moses. But I suppose we better stay in order and I'll I'll just leave that there and we'll come back to it. Uh, anything else from the Storm, boys? Um, no, I don't think so. Nothing I can see. No. No. All right. Broncos and the Raiders. Uh, obviously, the big news today, probably the biggest fantasy news and, and the point of conjecture among everything is is uh, Ezra Mann being named in the halves. Um, there was some chat that there was Tyson Gamble was dropped or whatever. It's coming out that he's injured. Uh, but as to the extent of the injury, we're still waiting for information. But, Rob, what did you – I know you've been uh, diligently keeping up minute to minute with the, with the injury news for Tyson Gamble. So – Mate, uh, where, where do we get to with Tyson? What's up with Tyson Gamble? Oh, I tried to. It looks like lower leg kind of TBC at this point. Um, I think there were some scans this afternoon, so we might find out tomorrow. Um, I think just wait and see, really. I think he is a buy if got Gamble's out for a while. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a nice, you know, nice price, nice break even. Um, but we just don't want Gamble coming back next week if it was just a you know low level leg injury. Um, yeah. So Ryan, how many weeks would Gamble have to be out to make you want to jump on Ezra? Um, well, it's tough because again, I go back to you got to keep in mind that there is that week off between fifteen and sixteen. Um, you'd probably want a minimum of four games. Luckily, he does play round seventeen, so he's got that going for him. Um, oh yeah, I'd probably say you'd want Gamble gone for at least five weeks, um, maybe four at the absolute minimum to give um, Mam enough time to play himself into the job if if he does play well enough. Because um, like the Broncos don't have the easiest schedule; it's not the toughest one, but because they've got Canberra this week, then after that they're on the road against Melbourne and on the road against the Cowboys. So it's um, it's it's not the easiest sledding, and you got to um, you got to think as well. Mam hasn't been playing alongside Reynolds. Reynolds, we know, does everything. Um, I was actually going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Like we've seen Gamble scores with Reynolds um, and it hasn't been and pretty. Billy so. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So you're really just hoping yeah. that he can get some attacking stats with his run meters because he's base-wise he's not going to be doing a whole lot. So you heard it first here. Ryan says Ezra Mam's a trap. <laughs> it's, all, it's all pending the injury, I think. But, yeah, f- favourite trap. Yeah, Rob, don't sit on the fence, mate. We're we're here for hard, 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 fast, immovable takes only. Oh, I'll probably buy him if he's broken his leg or something. Gamble, but yeah. 
Yeah. Well, he was walking today. There was a picture of him at training. He's walking. So I, I don't think he's broken his leg. I can see he's got strapping on his foot, like his lower calf, but it's probably mm. a calf straight. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. I always find it funny when players are like, it's like, oh, this player's got a broken bone in their arm or something, but they're only out for a week or two. But like, <laughs> yeah, like Jack. So, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, broken arm. He's, he's out two, one to two weeks. It's like, <laughs> I'd be dead. What do you mean? <laughs> I'd be in bed for six months having somebody deliver me chicken soup for, if I had a broken arm. <laughs> one temple Crazy. in the NRL, I'd be. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, so outside of that, obviously Payne Haas is going to play Origin. He'll probably back up. He obviously doesn't play anywhere near as many minutes in Origin as what he does in uh, for the Broncos. But, I mean, he's got a 70 break even. And, you know, I mean, the last five average is not pretty 52.6. Certainly at 787, that's expensive. But, I mean, it, for you guys, you've got Haas, Ryan. Do you have him, Rob? Yeah, I've got him as well. Yeah, cool. So it's just me as the non-owner. Uh, I'm just going to wait and see and see how low the price gets, I think, on him. So That's the play. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Carrigan doing great stuff. It'll be interesting to see how many minutes he gets through and whether he backs up and, and to what extent he backs up. Uh, the, the Moncos really sort of need to win this one given the tough schedule and their tenuous position in the top eight at the moment. So... Would, uh, anything particularly fantasy relevant here? That's no, no, just ma'am, sort of the big talking point. But outside of that, it's um, just the usual yeah. guys, isn't it? Slow and steady. Mm-hmm. Uh, over to the Raiders. Uh, everyone's favourite uh, coach, Ricky Stewart. Um, names, <laughs> uh, team pretty much the same, except uh, Schiller comes in for suspended Rapinar and uh, Harry Weir and I are onto the bench. Adam Elliott doing great things and Tom Starling not doing great things. Um, I think, uh, Rob, on in terms of yeet list, you know, I think uh, Starling is probably the number one with a bullet this week. Oh, my God, is he ever – it's – yeah, it's punishing. I should have just done, like, Starling to Savage last week or something like that, but – have you yeah, ever wanted really to yeet anyone more than what you want to yeet Starling this week? That's so high. It's, it's like Kotrick last year. <laughs> yeah. That's the level of... Oh, level man, of I forgot about that. Thanks for ruining yeah. my night. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. But I, don't, I just don't have another path to another hooker, really. So Yeah. Because I don't have any cash. So, yeah, it's oh. going to have to be two trades if I get rid of okay. them, So That's all right. Spending trades yeah. is fun. Yeah, I've got more than <laughs> single digits like you, mate. So yeah, oh mate, I'm I'm not in single digits. I'm well and truly <laughs> in single digits. So, um, but I'm all, I'm always done. I've spent two this week and bought in two keepers, so I'm happy. But um, the uh, obviously Adam Elliott, great stuff. I was sort of lining him up to potentially might maybe be a trade in the next week or two, but he's you know he's kicked his price on really nicely, break even a nineteen now, and and he's playing some nice minutes. Is Wolford somebody that we're gonna have a look at, or we don't want to go down that route? Do right? you want to go another Raiders hooker? <laughs> oh, is that want, what you do? want is not the word, right? But. Yeah, but Would I, you I just you, do like, Starling to Wolford and <laughs> just have the worst of both worlds? Oh, I mean, the, the happiest people in the world, like everyone's like cursing Ricky Stewart last week, but I tell you the happiest people in the world were like the 4.5% who own Zach Wolford who are just <laughs> cheering yeah. on. Like, yes, Ricky, Absolute you're the best. Up. Yeah. 
Well, I was reading something uh, on Twitter when I was sitting at the airport on Sunday, and it was basically some Raiders people chatting about it, and apparently they sort of said that the plan was all kind of always to get Wilford in and 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 he was basically slowly going to be increasing minutes. Um, and that was that was kind of the plan, and that was actually said in an interview that we missed. So, um, yeah, I, I'd love to actually find that um, correspondence because I mean, it's obviously, it's a big, a big uh, kick in the nuts for fantasy managers. So, yeah, I'm, we'll move him on, um, Starling, that is, and, and probably stay away from Wolford. Uh, but I mean, Elliot's got himself another week or two, and then Savage, obviously, the people that took the risk on the. Um, the short lead time got a nice little fifty-plus point score last week, and he now finds himself with a negative ten break even and a couple of more weeks to to make some money potentially. I'm not convinced he's still not a buy, to be honest. Um, Wins um, CNK bet. Well, the the injury ward has him as round eighteen or nineteen, um, but I, I think you'd want to. Say like he gets Savage gets three more weeks. If, if Savage was to average forty over the next three weeks, he'll make one hundred and fifty k's, which is sort of like you know getting me in a little bit. Um, you'd have to think that, as well. That is Luke. pretty convinced that that CNK is going to play round sixteen. Really interesting. Yeah. Do you remember the Raiders always always the blokes come back early? The rapping a nonsense from a couple of years ago. We, yeah. we I think they got Bronson Sherry's uh, rehab program. We also know that um, Ricky loves to have an outside back on the bench. Like, is it outside of the realms of possibility that first week back from an inj- like hamstring injury, which we know has a high reoccurrence rate, he doesn't like CNK doesn't start at fourteen his first week back? No, it's entirely possible, and I think he's probably the best player to do that because he could he can play in the halves as well. Um, he could even really like you could get him in there as a middle forward. I reckon he'd be all right. I remember he's he played kind of a big frame. Yeah, I remember he played uh, a little bit of hooker in. Um, in one of the troll games when the Raiders had a bunch of like COVID outs like right before kickoff. Mm. Yeah, perfect. Great. I think it'd be better for everyone. But it's just Savage just offers something that he doesn't and I, I'm not sure what CNK offers is worth it. The Raiders seem to be on a bit of a roll with Savage out the back there too. So obviously winning is going to help. Mm. Um, so yeah, I like it. I, I jumped on him like two weeks ago, so I'm, I'm just enjoying it now. And he's in my, he's my Pangai cover this week. So <laughs> Um, yes. Hang on. Yeah, that, I think that's about it. I was hoping Hudson Young, Young was going to be a thing, but he doesn't seem to be a thing this year. So, uh, moving on to the West Tigers, uh, who now have a new coach. First, we've got to get parakeets. Now we got this dog going on. Is that your dog? Yeah, I'm real sorry. Yeah. What's what sort of dog is it, mate? <laughs> it's a it's a spoodle. You want to you want to talk about that, mate? That'll teach you for getting a spoodle. You want to talk about yeet lists? Yeah, the dog is on the dog in a minute. Yeah, quiet all afternoon, eh? And then as soon as we hit record, just straight get yeah, outside. It's going off. It's a spoodle. What's the spoodle's name? Maisie. Maisie. That's a good name for a spoodle, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> outside. Sorry, Len. That's all right. the 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 listeners won't forgive you, but I do. <laughs> so it'll be my last time on the pod. Yeah. Somebody shut that dog up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, West Tigers, they lose their coach. David Norfolk comes back. Uh, Jackson Hastings named. A lot of people trying to sell Jackson Hastings. Um, Robbie, are you, once you sort your dog out, um, are you moving on from Hastings or are you going to hang on to him? 
I've got yeah, I've got Jason Jackson Hastings as well. I think if if I don't go down the Tamalolo route, route, I'll get like Reed Marnie or something. I'll do like a double trade of Hastings and um, Starling, and like get I don't know Savage or Everillo or something, and Reed Marnie or you know Robson or something like that. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's hard to know. Hastings, eh? Just doesn't seem to be a keeper. I um I sent him a tweet earlier, but he hasn't replied yet. <laughs> Did you ask him about his foot? Yeah. I said, hey, Barton, how's your foot going? <laughs> he actually replied to one of my tweets in the preseason, so I thought I'd give it a crack. Yeah, why not? So, right. yeah. yeah. We need to know. I'm, we need to know. Yeah. I, I, I much prefer the NFL's way of dealing with injuries. Yeah. How they have how they to have probable, They have probable. Yeah, much better. I prefer that. So, anyway, um, but fantasy wise, um, I was reading some comments from uh, Tim Sheens and Brett Kamali, who's taken over as coach, about them basically using this year to develop younger players and uh, that sort of stuff, which does get me a little bit worried about a couple of guys in particular, um, Luciano, who I had my eye on it you know, in the mid fives, he's one of the guys who's leaving to go to the Cowboys next year. Is he, I mean, he's somebody like he's got a low fifties projection for me, but I mean, I, if I can't trust that he's going to have a job in the starting side, then obviously that, that changes that. Um, is he somebody that you would look at, Ryan? Well, I guess it's, it's hard to know. Like who, who would even replace him? Cause like, you know, you, you talk about giving the young guys a go. Well, Tua Lung, he's leaving next year as well. He's off to Manly. Um. Oh man, uh, to me, like he doesn't seem like um, he doesn't seem like a keeper, uh, Luciano. So I'm I'm not too sure if I'd want to take uh, take a, the punt on him at five eighty. Um, like for mine, like Lolo's thirty k less, and every chance that they both average the same in the low fifties. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm pretty happy to let it wash down the river, old Luciano. I, I can definitely see the path to him um, getting a low fifties average. But I mean, I mean, even his his uh, edge partner Luke Garno becomes potentially interesting. He's got the dual position now. Mm. He's um, off to Penrith here as well. Oh, is, who is there any edges staying at the Tigers who who aren't leaving? Be safe, Arth, and then they'll have um, then they'll have Papaliti next year. Jeez. Oh, Someone's Maybe, so if he doesn't backflip. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, no. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this Tigers team. Norfoluma, interesting, because obviously he's been out for a while, but he's somebody, what's he, 557 five, with an eight break-even. Uh, if you're looking for a wing fullback potential gun, he could be the one. He was on an absolute tear before he uh, got left out. I just... I, I was kind of a bit of mixed report. Some people were saying the injury and some people were saying he was yeah, dropped for having a bad attitude at training or something. I don't think that was the case. I, I, I don't know. People invent a lot of things. I think it was just he was struggling with the concussion for a bit. He, like he was having delayed symptoms, like onset symptoms. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I tend to agree with that. But it's know, like the a, internet's a wonderful place and people just yeah. know, make stuff up. It's like the gamble um, being dropped for disciplinary reasons. Uh, I just think that's just been made up out of the blue. I think it's more to do with injury than anything. Yeah, 100%. Uh, 
Uh, that's about it. Yeah, mainly uh, Garrick, obviously popular option for people last week. He, you know, gave his managers some some good stuff. And um, but mate, I'm much more happy about the quality work from Jason Saab, who did finally get the first try of the season and put up a nice 32 in the only week of the year that I hope to have points from him. Uh, isn't it funny as well? Like his one try came from um, an intercept, like a length of the field intercept. He can't he can't get a try from uh, his halves feeding him any good ball. It's got to be it's got to be the other team's half. <laughs> to get a try. I want to say he took a few intercepts last year as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. So, sure he did. Yeah, it's part of his intercepts, part of his base, mate. It is, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and Colo, obviously, he's doing great as well. You know, I picked him up at 220, um, and he's now at 354, 10 break even, and, and doing great stuff. So he's going to be my, he's probably going to be my long term, you know, 18th, 19th man, you know, cover type dude on the bench. So um, just, you know, save a trade and hang on to him unless somebody else, you know, I, I, you know, got uh, someone appetizing and I managed to avoid injuries for the next couple of weeks. But, you know, he's, uh, he's been great for those that, that jumped on him. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I mean, DCE, obviously, he's going to come down in price. Sure, we've got a lot of questions about Garrick. Uh, is there anyone else relevant in this team? Seen a few people on Kepi, um, 254, edge mid. Why? Why? It's horrible, but I've mm. seen it. It's cheap. Be- it's cheap. I'd be a little bit more interested in Sipley, who's actually playing decent minutes the last couple of weeks, but even mm. at 360, I'm not too sure I'd want to take the punt. No. No, I don't think so. Not at this point in the year. Maybe round one. He's got a um, huge break, like a huge negative break even, though. His break even okay. is, well, NRL Fantasy has it at negative five. We'll see what uh, the actual break even is. Negative one. Yeah. Negative one. Okay. Yeah. Not that huge, then. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, did he just play inflated minutes because people were out or injured or? Well, Tapao wasn't there last week, but I mean, Tapao has been slowly declining all season anyway. We won't have any negative Tapao talk on this podcast, Ryan. <laughs> Pro Tapao talk. Yeah, we won't. I won't accept it. Um. All right, moving along to the second game on Sunday. Uh, first game on Sunday. Oh, is it? Second. Second game. Yeah, I was right. Uh, Knights up against the Panthers. I saw a tweet today from a Panthers journalist saying that the Panthers are preparing to be without their origin players in this game. Mm, okay. So do with that what you will. Um, but obviously, particularly Yo and Cleary and Luai, um, who are presumably going to play big roles in the heavy defeat tonight. Um <laughs> <laughs> they'll, uh, you know, they'll, and I mean, it's the Knights as well. I think they can win with Sean O'Sullivan and Kurt Falls. So it'll be interesting to see if they do play. I mean, Ivan typically doesn't rest players, um, but I mean, it's probably one where you want to make sure you've got a strong vice captain like Nico Hines if you're going to put the C on Cleary this week. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, outside of that, I mean, the Knights are an interesting one. Rob. <laughs> Can I can I interest you in Tyson Frizzell? Oh, how much does he cost? He is six hundred and ninety four thousand. Hmm. Nah, I don't think so. All right, I'm so, pretty set at I'm pretty set at edge. <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay. So l- just... l- let me ask let me ask you the question this way: Who do you think averages more 
75-plus minute games the last three seasons out of Tyson Frizzell and Reed Marnie. It would have to be Frizzell. Yeah, it be, and it's yeah. not even close. Yeah. 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 Marnie had the one good a, year, really. I think yeah. it's just a premium, isn't it, this year? It's It's mm. been so tough to navigate if you didn't get Robson or if you don't have Cook, I suppose. Yeah, or Grant, yeah. Whereas yeah, so Frizzell, the last three seasons, courtesy of the Fantasy Pro website, 54.5, 57.8, 58.1, 20, 21-22. Is that in like a minimum amount of minutes? Or just 75 plus minutes, edge back row. Yeah. yeah. So, which is, that's his role unless he gets injured. So, and particularly given he's not in the origin team, I reckon he'll be looking to, you know, make a, uh, make a statement. So, I um yeah I've, I've actually just bought Frizzell in this week. Oh, you tempted me. You know I love a bit of Frizz. Yeah, he's good. He's fun. Like Frizzell or Lolo though. Oh well, you, you're you're talking about two completely different propositions for me. But if you have the jewels to cover edge and mid, which most people yeah. do, I imagine. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, he, and I mean with Frizzell, the que- there's almost there's it's almost a certainty that he's a keeper. Tom Lolo, there he is. I would personally, I think there's a better than fifty percent chance that Tom Lolo is not a keeper this year. Mm. So mm. I think there's a better than fifty percent chance that Tom Lolo averages from this week now to the rest of the season less than fifty. Whereas I'm ninety nine percent sure that Frizzell's going to average at least like fifty three, fifty four. But you know the Knights have a pretty good schedule from memory. Um, so yeah, and I mean, yeah, like I'm not looking for some guy who I might have to trade out again later. I've already dealt with that. I mean, if Lolo comes out again, what I want to see is Lolo's role when Cotter, you know, when they're, when they're full strength, because it was, it was for a little while there, it was 55 minutes and that was fine. But I mean, Lolo 55 minutes is 50, like 52 points or something like that. But if he if it's forty five to fifty and not fifty five, then he's not a keeper. Mm. So yeah, that just worries me. And I, I sort of because I am lower on trades, I'm 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 happy to take the sure thing. So I um yeah I'm a, I'm a big 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 fan of Frizzell this year. Um so yeah he's I mean he's got a forty six break even so it's not urgent. He scored two tries the last two weeks, but I mean. The, the this is his scores this year, um, not including the two games that he was injured, 67, 64, 59, and that was against two of those were against the Roosters and the Panthers without tries, and then 40 against Manly, 62, 47, 68, 58. So floor mm. of 40 when he, when he plays in his normal role, but, you know, all but two of them were – like 58 or better. So mm. it's uh interesting. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, he's a key to their team. You know, he's one of the leaders on field. I just, I think he's great. I can see him being high 700s and having about a hundred K value from, from here. So, and not that you'd sell him, but like points to price. I, I, I really like, I'm, I would, I would take Frizzell over Marnie, Dylan Brown, McInnes, in that price range. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Brown Marnie proposition more comes down to what position do you need rather than pure points. Um, yeah. 
100%. no, I, I agree with you. With Frizzell, you've yeah, you've got me uh, seriously looking at him now. Interesting. He's supposed to be my pod. One point nine percent ownership. He is too. You just giving him out, mate. You you give him out for free. That's why the people are here, mate. Margaritas. <laughs> they give me power. What can I say? Margaritas and pepperoni pizza. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, he's got I'm it. Pepperoni. Yeah, I'm eating it right now. He's got it. <laughs> Professionalism. <laughs> the fact that you didn't even know that I was eating. I've eaten an entire thin and crispy pepperoni pizza and half a garlic bread while we've rec- been recording. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm dead serious. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> straight off the plane. <laughs> yeah, straight off the plane, into the pod. I'm sitting here in my Cowboys pajamas eating the pizza and recording the podcast, mate. It's great. You'll live it live. <laughs> proper queen, proper yeah. Queenslander, right? Eh? Mate, well, yeah, it's important. I got my Queensland jersey on too. So, yeah. No, so, yep, uh, other than that, it's Kurt Mann's back. So it'll be interesting to see what this night's rotation looks like. Minutes, mm. I'd say it's probably bad for, although, I mean, they lose Daniel Saifidi for short term, but uh, an origin hero, Jacob Saifidi, tonight. So, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but obviously Barnett retains a starting lock role, but I think the, the the minutes are too much of a worry there. I probably, outside Frizzell, I wouldn't be encouraging anybody to invest in anyone from the Knights, I don't think. No. Now, the Panthers... Do you have Connor, Mark? Uh, yes, and I wouldn't be encouraging anybody to invest in anyone from the Knights yeah, that's not named Frizzell. Yeah, so is my... Ponga's my ceiling guy. I've got so I got mm. Teddy Hines and Ponga in my wing fullback. So, yeah, Ponga's my ceiling play. So, anyway, um, yeah, and then the Panthers. Obviously, we got Tyler May, Targo, Stephen Crichton, Cleary, Yo, all doing their stuff. Uh, I think I'm going to move Targo on this week. Now, I don't think he's an urgent sell, but you know, I I I went. Targo to Mitch Moses and shifted Burton down into the centers. So I feel like something like that's a 10 point per week minimum sort of upgrade and you're only paying 130 grand for that mm-hmm. um, to go to a Moses Dylan Brown type. So, but I mean, um, you, there's no harm in holding him either. Are you guys still got Targo? Yeah, uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I've got him, but I'll likely be trading him this week for the same reason. Like, I was looking at Targo to Lolo myself. Like, uh, like that trade cost me $4,000, and I, I can see that as a five yeah. to potential 10-point upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's minimum it's five points, but yeah. I think Targo's sort of seeming to be more of a high 30s than a low 40s. Yeah, yeah well, well, since, um, like, you take out, like, since round four onwards, Benassini is out average Targo. So, yeah, I think Targo is who he is. Yep. He's a rookie center doing things that rookie centers do. Mm-hmm. Oh, mate, the Warriors. How good are the Warriors? <laughs> oh, I was dreading this. I was dreading this moment. You were out in the beers with Brownie last night, weren't you, Mark? Yeah, mate. He had a margarita. <laughs> Man, I had so many margaritas last night. Like a lot of margaritas. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the Warriors um, are doing bad things. Um <laughs> So you and Aiken didn't play 80, which is a little bit alarming, um, but no reason to panic just yet. Torhu Harris probably shouldn't have played as many minutes as he did with all his demerits, but uh, we see Curran back. I'm assuming there's going to be a late swap, Curran into the edge, Jack Murchie to the bench, Torhu Harris to lock. Um, But, I mean, 
I wouldn't be outside of Torhu. I wouldn't be buying anyone in this Warriors team. Uh, although I do want to keep an eye on Josh Curran. Um, he's currently at seven thirty-three, uh, seventy-two break-even. So he's going to drop some money. But Curran's owned by more teams than Frazella's. Well, there must be ghost teams, surely, that have been hanging on to him. Yeah, no, you'd have to think so. Um, but I mean, he's going to be a nice little, nice little pot option there. Um, obviously, doesn't play around seventeen, but you know, he's got seventy-two, fifty-nine, forty-eight, fifty-one, seventy, forty-seven this year before the injury against the Storm, where he was on thirty-one in forty-one minutes. So he's, uh, yeah, he's looking like a great option once his price bottoms out in the, you know, six fifty to seven hundred range. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming he doesn't score seventy plus this week and and just level it out immediately, but yeah, definitely one for head to head players um, to to have a look at a nice little dual option there. Uh, and then across to the Sharkies, where Ramian returns, and um, yeah, no sign of uh, Dalfinukin yet. So we've still got Cameron McInnes at lock um, at six hundred and eighty or thereabouts. I can't see a lot of upside from that price to McInnes based on his current role. Yeah, no, no way. Um, I mean, if you got him, that's great and keep keep having him. Um, but, yeah, you can certainly do a lot better. Like, I'd, I'm happy to pay eight grand more and get Frizzell to McInnes, I think. Yeah, like we, we, like, we were quite hot on McInnes like a month back when he was 590K, but um, I, I've actually gone a little bit cold on him in recent weeks because I, I thought we were going to get 60-minute McInnes like we had been getting round eight, nine, ten. Um, and then the past minute, two weeks, he sort of, <laughs> yeah, the past two weeks, he sort of just dropped off a little bit. Um, so we got 51 minutes around 11 and, um, what, 53 minutes in round 12. So, and I, yeah. I, if he's playing 50 to 55 minutes, I, I don't think he's a keeper. No. So, yeah, that's why I'm just a little bit hesitant about buying him now. Yeah, he needs like 60 plus minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't, yeah, I don't think the Sharkies need to play him that way. So, Rob, you got anything to add to the Sharks at all? Oh, just the jet, Blake Braley, I think, for me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> looking, at, oh, looking at hookers in that uh, 600K mark. Um, yeah, I'm just real keen you... on a mid-40s hooker at this point. Yeah, no, I can see why you'd want to buy somebody who doesn't isn't going to average 50. And, and um, yeah, no no comment. I'm leaving that right alone, yeah, Rob. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. That is if fair. you know, you um, know, and if you don't, you don't. You still got uh, Wade Graham, Ryan? Uh, no comment. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Wade. Is uh is T Wilton dropped down in price? Is he... I don't think he's had enough time to really drop down, has he? Yeah. No, not still. yet. 634, 62 break even. What about um oh Will Kennedy? No. Uh, <laughs> 289k? Yeah, for a reason. 52 break even. He's gonna be a nice little for all of us that have got Mo um Davi Moali sitting in their team, he's gonna be a nice little straight swap two hundred and twenty K. Well, I haven't wasted the trade at this point, honestly. Yeah, you want an injury, so we get Lockie Miller back. I think it's more of a mm. oh, for sure, yeah. Like, outside of uh, the Volandis year, where um, Kennedy actually turned into a decent fullback, like this is who he is. Like if you look at his his twenty twenty average at fullback, um, it was twenty six when he played at least seventy minutes. So, like a, a mid twenties fullback is who he is outside of uh, touch footy rules. Yeah, unreal. 
I don't understand how it's possible. I reckon I could average more than mid-20s at fullback in the NRL. <laughs> Even Matt Duffy's like 40. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive how bad some of these fullbacks are fantasy-wise. Uh, On to the last game of the round, which should be an absolute cracker. The Bulldogs coming up against the Eels. Um, We have no idea if Tavita Pangai is going to play. Rob, if you had to stake your reputation on it, do you think Tavita Pangai plays this week? I I don't think he'll play. No? No. Okay. What about you, Ryan? Uh, Those back spasms are frightening, aren't they? (sighs) Yeah, I... I think he'll tr- PTSD. Yeah, I'm having I'm having play because I do you remember Mark? I think it was 2017 when he had the back spasms and um I captained him. I captained Jairi the first week. Um he got those back spasms and he played about 30 minutes and I was playing you in head to head. All these things, all these like shit things seem to happen when I'm playing you in head to head for some reason. Like when yeah. you're my matchup. Yeah, no, um, I mate, I have got a little Ryan Voodoo doll. Oh, Jesus. I hate you for it. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards he's going to try and play, but if he doesn't, I think I'll trade him. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I'm 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 looking at it at the moment, and I'm I'm kind of glad that they're playing against the Eels because I'm considering if they don't, if he doesn't go, just trading him straight up to Reed Marnie. Mm. So, yeah, I was looking at maybe Madison or something like that. Yeah, no, that's too rich for me, mate. <laughs> yeah, these are my Starling dollars from last week. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, well, I mean, there's a couple of good options in that team. they got Moses, they got Dylan Brown, Reed Marnie, Papali'i, e. yeah. Maddo. So, I mean, you got five options there to trade Pangai to. If, yeah, if it is that. Um, and uh, they are all going to play 17 aside from Madison, maybe. Um, yeah. Oh, well, um, you know, maybe Moses will be in the Origin team after Queensland give Nathan Cleary a bath tonight. <laughs> Should talk about Avarillo, probably. Well, there's, yeah, I mean, the the there is a few guys in this Bulldogs team. I mean, in addition to Avarillo is an interesting one as a cheapie, um, but then also Max King doing great stuff for us as well as um, Burton. Was it so? Who did you see? Somebody put up in the group Facebook group. I don't know who it was. Matt Burton's got a higher five game average than Nathan Cleary at the moment. <laughs> is it like sixty five? Or it's it's. Sixty-seven and a half last Unreal. five average. Yeah, yeah. Last Crazy. three averages seventy point seven. Um, last five sixty-seven point six. So he's a genuine captaincy option week, option week to week. Probably not this week against the Eels. Mm. Um, but you know he's a matchup based captaincy play. Uh, based on yeah, that, for sure, for sure. So it's did, clear he did play Panther last week. Penrith last week though. Yeah, but I guess half they didn't there. Yeah, that was that was the Burton game. revenge game though. Yeah. yeah. How good was he? Got to factor in the revenge game factor. Yeah. And I think Avarillo, what did he get like 36, but every single one of those points was in the first half, and then I don't think he got a fantasy point in the second half. Yeah, he blacked half uh, the The Taft strategy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what worries me a little bit because he's, you know, like I'm sure he was in the 30s at halftime. Yeah, he was just, a, I think he might have been high 20s or something like that, but yeah, he was pretty close to it. Yeah. Line break, line break assist. Six tackle busts off only a hundred meters. Um, um, um. I would suggest that Avrilo is probably going to end up as a trap. Another Blake Taff, huh? Yep, and another tomorrow Martin. I managed to avoid all three of them. 
Yeah, so. I've um, I I own about what four bulldogs at the moment, so I'm pretty happy to let Avarillo through. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I've got way too many bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, I got four as well, including Pangai. So Jackson, Burton, King, and Pangai. Yeah. So plenty. Do you, what do you reckon, Rob? You do you think he's a chap, or do you do you like the look of him? I kind of wish I got on last week if I was mm. going to get him. Um. Yeah, I'll think about it if I if I do the double trade. But yeah, I've got Carreras as well. I don't really want to outside backs of the probable wooden spoon team. Do I? Yeah. I'd probably go to Ramsey if I'm being honest. Yeah, probably, I think I prefer Ramsey in that price in that price range. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, bloody hell, Hamaso's cheap. Hamaso's real tempting. Yeah. Eh? No bueno, obviously, but... You just you know, know he's going to be 14 at some point, but... Oh, yeah, 100%. Yep, 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 yep. So, and then Fatal and Mariner played 50-something minutes, which is kind of what we thought. Um, and, I mean, he's... We've got to look at him. I mean, and there's there's a place for that um, in, in fantasy teams a little bit, but, I mean, now he's... Break-evens down in the 20s, and, um, you know, obviously we've missed around 13, but I think he's still a potential buy, Fatal and Mariner. I just yeah, I just kind of want to see another week. I'd like to see him put up at least one score in some decent minutes. Like if he's going to be a fifty-minute edge back rower, um, you know, he's going to hold value. I'm yeah, pretty happy to leave him. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. Nothing from me. No. All right. So Dylan Brown versus Mitchell Moses. Why is Dylan Brown the better option? Because I like, I mean, I believe I believe that Moses is a better option, but I mean, I'm I'm willing to listen to arguments to the to the contrary. Well, my because I was looking at him as well. I was looking at both of them today, and I guess my take on it is that Brown has the better base than Moses with the mm. nerf nerf to kick meters because you know he, he tackles a ton and he also misses a lot fewer tackles. Like Brown is averaging, what, one and a half missed tackles this year versus uh, Mitch Moses, I think was quite a few. I'll, I'll bring it up. Uh, four missed tackles. So, you know, that that's a, what, a five-point difference there in, in, in just missed tackle negatives alone. Um, and I think Brown has got the higher ceiling as we've seen this so far this year. He runs the ball a lot. Um, and when you're running the ball a lot, it, equates to having opportunities for attacking stats. So yeah. I, I definitely don't think he's going to average 60 like he has the whole year. I, I think we are going to see some regression in those attacking stats, but I don't think it's unreasonable to think he can average about you know the same, if not slightly more than Moses. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think there's much to split them by, to be honest. No. No, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I won't talk anyone out of getting him. I just... I, I prefer... I, I you know maybe and this is maybe this is too old school of thinking, but I kind of prefer the goal kicking in play kicking player to the running player because I just think there's a lot more sustainable. But like you're also like looking at Brown, he, he loves to tackle. Like you've got that base there. What you lose in not kicking, you've got you've made up for mm. in ten extra tackles than Moses. Like Moses might make thirteen tackles and missed four versus Brown, who's made twenty three and missed one. Yeah, so it looks like Moses's base is about thirty points a game, roughly. Um, but I think they fucked up on the website. I think they fucked up the um, the goal kicking is not part of base, but it probably should be. 
uh, whereas Browns is 37, 38. So, I mean, you are, you're right. There's seven or eight points of base stats there. Hmm. So, uh, how much I cash sh- have you got for a half, Matt? Oh, um, I can, yeah, that's not the problem. It's, what, yes. what, yeah, no, I've got, I've still, after, after I traded Moses in, I've still got 120K in the bank. So, it's not a problem to spend the extra 20 and get Brown. So it's just whether it's worth it or not. I, yeah, I've always just taken the players, if in doubt, pick the player that kicks goals, you know. Mm. But, yeah, they'll probably be within two or three points of each other. So, you know, maybe it's maybe it's silly to, to, to worry about it because they're both going to be about the same. Mm. So, yeah, I think I probably enjoy Dylan Brown, watching Dylan Brown more than Moses because I don't like Moses' smug face. But... <laughs> Maybe I should just get the player that I like better. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I, th- I think that's it for the team analysis, you reckon? Or Yeah, ready for do some questions. Medicine versus Papaliti. I feel like people that have cash will be trying to make that decision. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, is I, I don't think I'd be buying either of them at current. It's, it's so expensive, but they are like out and out. The, the top yeah. three. Well, I, I think it's. I think Papali has gotten a big win in his column over Madison, given that Madison's been picked in the Origin team for like people who are looking for a round seventeen player. I think they're going to want to spend the extra. Like my um, sort of thing with Papali is since he's moved back to uh, lock from an edge, I'm pretty happy to just sort of sit there and, and wait for him now because I, I feel like he's lost that eighty point ceiling. Um, that he mm. from playing on an edge where he was scoring tries for fun, versus mm. now at lock he's he's obviously playing big minutes and he's going to rack up base stats. He's going to be I think he's going to be a lot more steady around that, you know, sixty to sixty five versus on an edge he was scoring anywhere from like fifty to eighty type of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think his price is going to go down a, a little bit from where it is now, but yeah, not a not a great not a great amount. No. So who do you prefer, Rob? I don't have nearly enough cash for either of these blokes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I know a lot of people do. Um, I think I think I'd probably get Papali'i, but for the same reason Ryan said. I, I think I'll Mato. have to just wait. I actually I'd prefer Matto, just for I'd the offloading. Buying, I'd just be buying, like, you know, if you're going to spend, like, you, you know, you, you're going to get this similar production out of a – Yeah, you're going sp- to get similar production out of Frizzell or – Pat Carrigan or Torhu Harris. Well, I don't know why how you could justify spending an two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand. Mm. Yeah. No, fair point. Fair point. Yeah, I know it is, mate. I'm the best. No, not really. <laughs> so um, I'm going to rip into some puns here. I got some. I actually got some pretty good quality puns uh, well, this week. What about Rob's pun for you? With, oh, oh. What, what was that, Rob? <laughs> Mark and Risa Jessup. Margarita. Just, you know, yeah, more margarita than Mark at this point. Yeah. <laughs> mate, I'll tell you, I had some blood in my margarita system yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got um, a couple of good ones here. I'm not going to read all of them, but uh, Xavier Marriage. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Our, uh, Torhu Embarrassed. Embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Don, Jay Dunn Campbell. 
Oh, that's bunch of people bought him last week too. That's so uh, yeah, so rough. Did. Yeah, it was uh, Michael McFired, <laughs> Joseph the Man U. <laughs> oh, that's a bit yeah. doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. Nat Nat Butchered, oh, Nat Butchered, and uh, Boo Hoo Harris. <laughs> that's on the good ones from Insta. And then we got uh, Ryan chiming in on Facebook with Ricky Pooit. And uh, We're on Rob chiming in Stewart podcast. We are, mate. We are. And then Ro- that Rob chiming in with Xavier Damage. Ooh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Napalma. <laughs> like Napalm. The Manu, the myth, the legend. Ooh. And uh, Dallin, where is he for 80 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) And um, Nathan Browneye is the last one. Good riddance. Browneye. Good Good riddance. All right. Before we get into the trade questions, Rob, who would you want as your coach of your Warriors? Who can save them? Oh, I was having a a couple of chats in the (laughs) the group chat today. I. Honestly, I have no idea. Do we want Wolf, maybe, the Tonga coach? Oh, yeah. I think he'd be as good a bloke as any. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty grim, the the options that are likely to come. I can just see us getting Paul Green at this point and <laughs> just don't want Oh, man, that would be this worst-case scenario. <sighs> it's just, it feels so inevitable. Mm. But, yeah. What about, like, uh, Adrian Lamb or something? Yeah, oh, they should have just, just kept Todd Payton. Oh, <laughs> How mate, good was yeah. he? So good. I found a couple more puns on Twitter, which there's a couple of ones that I really like that I want to read out. It's, uh, Selwyn Throbo. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Jermaine Tanoa let down. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Matt Burr, tons of points. Yes, mm-hmm. but Tom. Burton. All right, over to the trade questions. And Rob, uh, I think it's time in the night. Uh, you're the uh, intern, so why don't we have you read the trade questions out to people, and you can pick, yeah. Let me pick. get them up. Are they on? Are we there's, Facebook? There's a Facebook, Insta, and a Twitter. So the let's do the Instagram. The good people of Instagram because they they had no idea what was going on about the bloody about the reason why the pod wasn't out yet. And we've got a, a number of messages frantically looking for a podcast. So we'll start with the people, the good people of Instagram. And um, you pick whether you think Ryan or I are better qualified to answer that specific question. And I believe in your ability to do that. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> oh, 44 comments. Ah, good intern. Then, blokes. All right. Rapid hey, fire. lads. Yeeting Starling have a de- decent stack of middle and edge forwards. Really looking at a half slash centre cover. Thinking Starlow straight to Ramian for a pod. Still don't have the big chin. When's the best time to target him? Right, so who who do you reckon is the best best to answer that question? Oh, go on, mate. All right. So big chin. The correct answer is he sucks and you don't need him at all. Never. <laughs> don't get him. Um, 
But no, in all seriousness, I think just whenever it's operationally convenient at the moment, um, you know, there's some genuine other rival captaincy options. We talked about Burton and Nico Hines. I don't think he's an absolute must uh, at the moment and maybe not at all if it doesn't work in your team cap-wise. I've seen a lot of teams that just have sold everything to get Cleary and their depth is really struggling. Um, So, yeah, no, I don't think he's absolutely necessary. Um, As for the the other uh, around, you know, needing a half, was it half slash centre? Half centre, yeah. Yeah. I don't think Ramian's a buy, is he? No, I'd be looking to have, and I mean, I can see, like, I mean, he he is he is a pod, but sometimes, you know, too many pods can be a bad thing. I'd be abs, I'd be absolutely looking for a center combination of Burton and Aiken, and I wouldn't. That's one where, like, if you don't have Burton and Aiken, you're gonna probably be costing yourself points every week. Um, so Ramian from memory is fairly expensive. Five nine five. Five nine five. See, like I'd be inclined to try to get a a keeper half, and I'm presuming that means pushing Burton down. So I'd be looking at a Moses Dylan Brown type if you can, uh, in lieu of trying to invest in somebody like Ramian. But I mean, if you don't have that money, um, I'd suggest maybe trying to find it rather than compromising on an inferior option. Um, Ryan, did you disagree with any of that, or you like? Um, no, Mark, go go with Mark's advice. Yeah, and um, if you if you don't have quite enough money for Moses Brown, whatever Ben Hunt is is actually a great value. Mm. So, yeah. is Starling to Edwards sideways, or are there better wing fullbacks under six oh nine k? As in Dylan Edwards. Oh, interesting. Must be Dylan Edwards. Yeah. Um, Love the body. Re- Listen to every episode, by the way. Oh, that's a good, good lad right there. Good lad, Smithy, good seven, seven, six. You better, give him, you better give him a correct answer, Ryan. <laughs> well, so I guess the correct answer is not to steer him into Ponga. Um, <laughs> I mean, in that in that price bracket, he might still be the best option. Yeah, jeez. Right, because well, it was, what, 602. Um, what about Gagai? Is it Garrett? Might be. Nah, he's too expensive. He's six fifty or something, isn't he? Oh yeah, jeez, he's rocking it up. Nofaluma. Might be Gagai five hundred and seventeen. But again, do we want to be encouraging knights? Um, yeah, jeez, it's uh, it's it's tough sledding, hey, with the with the mm. cheap wing fullbacks. It's like I've sort of just been um, riding with Hines, May, and Cooler, or and or Ramsey and or Ramsey um, in my wing fullback until like since Pap got injured because. Yeah, I just don't really want to buy one of these mid-range options and compromise like finishing with Pap or Teddy once they're back. Mm. Um, no, I'd probably just go Starling straight down to a Cody Ramsey type and just yeah. use that money for something else. Because I don't think there's much difference really between Ramsey and Edwards for, what, 260K? No, there's not. It's like five points difference there for 260,000. It doesn't really seem worth it. No, you're you're a hundred percent right, Ryan. So, Pat on the back. Pat on the back. That's a correct answer. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I might have to so do pick, that myself. Pick your favorite. Pick your favorite out of Jason Saab, Xavier Savage, Cody Ramsey, um, and Avrilo. Oh, he's not wing fullback, is he? No. no. He's half center, isn't he? Or half center. Yeah, yeah. half center. 
All right. Uh, Mark, Sterling yep. and Sam Walker to Marnie and Bird or Garner? <sighs> yeah. Garner seems I'll, better I'll... to me. Sorry. Garner seems better to me, but not sure I trust him now that Madge is gone. Yeah, no. I, I you, your, your spidey sense with Garner is absolutely tingling in the right place. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd be looking for Marnie and Jack Bird, I think. Yep. Yeah. Ryan, saw that Hughes averages 67.1 when Munster doesn't play. Is he worth buying now through Origin? Well, I think we sort of answered uh, yeah, this one earlier in the pod around what, what we think about Hughes. Um, I'd be interested to see what he averages with Munster, like not in 2021. Oh, geez, it's actually quite good. <laughs> no, very, yeah, small it is, sample, it good, eh? <laughs> very small sample, though. Very small sample. Yeah, but but also, how many games is Munster realistically going to miss? Two? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically it. Hey, like round 17, maybe 18. Yeah. yeah. It's it, yeah, yeah. no guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Round 17 no. is the only guarantee. Mm. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I, I would be. I would be not waiting Cameron Munster missing games in my decision about whether or not I was buying Jerome Hughes personally. Yep. No. Fair. All right. Mark, uh, please rank the cheapies. Ma'am, Ramsey, Turner, Averillo. All right. Turner's last. Wait a week on Turner. Yeah. Turner's last. He shouldn't be in calculations this week. Um, If it comes out that um, Ma'am's going to get 14, 15, 16, 17, Mam would be number one. Um, Ramsey, I'd have in front of Avarillo. So I guess it's Mam's either one or not on the list. And then, mm. yeah, if you if you want someone, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think if Mam is going to get at least four games, he's, he's the clear one and the obvious choice. Um, but we don't have that information yet. So, yeah, stand by for more clear information. If we don't have clear information, I would suggest that Ramsey is the best option. Yep. All right, Ryan. Um, it's Mamor Averillo again, but I'm going to focus on Targo or Kerez to the as the out. Who would you rather trade out of those two? Oh, I think Targo is the trade of those two. Like Kerez. He's been a little bit, little bit underwhelming. Still a twenty-seven last week is solid, but at, at three hundred seventy-three k, you're kind of hoping that he can still get this price moving. Um, Break-even of nineteen, according to the official, but I mean, we always know that those are wrong, aren't they? I wonder what his actual break-even is. Let's have a look. Why do we um, pay for it? Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. Hey, that they charge twenty bucks for this. So, according to the fantasy pros, actual break-even is twenty-five. Um, which isn't great, but still, I think I'd just move on Targo, assuming you've got two solid centers already, like like most people do. Most people have Burton, Aiken. Um, if you don't have those, then, yeah, maybe Karaz is the play, but I think I'd move Targo first. Yep. Um, Starling and Targo to Mani and McInnes, or just Starling to Papali'i in one? Ooh. I save a lot of cash. Um, you you'd do the two, wouldn't you? And then, but get Frizzell instead of McInnes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, uh, Ryan, best buy under seven two four k, and is Josh Jackson a sell? 
He keeps getting 60 minutes on an edge and then 20 minutes in the middle. Yeah, that's, that's good. 54, 54. He's got 54 last week. Why would you sell him? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, definitely do not sell Jackson until anything changes. Um, so what's his budget? Seven twenty-four. Mm. Um, it's probably it's probably Frizzell if you don't need a specific position. If you yeah, don't need is, baby, if you don't need a half or a hooker, um, it's yeah, it's I think it's probably Frizzell at that price. Uh, or money maybe if you need a hooker. Yeah, or well, Marnie Brown Moses are the options there if you need a hook or a half. Um, otherwise, mm. yeah, I think I'd, I think I'd go the pod, Mark's pod. Not anymore. Not anymore, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the people won't listen to me, mate. I I pulled out David Clemmer at 600K. No bastard wanted to listen to me. <laughs> Did you get him Five, that way? 590, I think it was. No, Ryan talked me out of him. <laughs> yeah, well, you Just needed a high point. Yeah, anyway. It's okay. I forgive you, Ryan. Um, Mark, Stephen Crichton for Drinkwater. No. No, absolutely not. But what's going now? It's not. Get somebody that's not Drinkwater. Yeah. Five. Yeah. five four, I'd just five. go down to the cheapy. Go down to the cheapy. Yeah, just get Savage or someone like that. Ramsey. Um, how will Maguire's absence affect Hastings? I feel like he really liked him and wanted the ball in his hands and the new coach could put Dewey straight in for Brooks. Well, the new coach is a halfback. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Pretty pretty good one considering he played for New South Wales. I mean, if he played for Queensland, he would have been better. But, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be making any assumptions on Hastings based on the coach. Um Hastings was one of the only good things. Hastings was one of the only good things that the Tigers were doing. I I couldn't imagine them moving away from that. Yeah. Mm. Ryan, Tavana to McInnes and Peoples to Ramsey or Savage? Well, I think I'd go Ramsey for the long term job security there um, versus Savage. Savage is a little bit more of a punt, like it could be a quick catch grab, but it could also blow up in your face. So I think I'd lean Ramsey there just for the security. Um, and, I mean, I've, I've gone cold on McInnes. I think I'd just get Frizzell. <laughs> I hate to say yeah. it, but I'm going with Mark for a change. Going with Mark. Good man. Very heavy Frizzell pod. Is he going to be in the in the comment? Is he going to be the, the title? Oh, mate, I don't know. Not sure. the chance, on it. All right, uh, Red Dog Shawnee, g'day boys, long-time listener, first-time commenter. Which <laughs> long-term... No, he's not. <laughs> I was going to no, say, not. I'm sure I answer a question from Red Dog That's good, that quality. <laughs> so good. Which long-term cheapies, long-term cheapies, are we bringing in to generate cash for keepers this week? Hmm. Who are the long-term oh, cheapies? Cash for keepers. I got gotcha. you. It's probably just Ramsey is really the only long term, yeah, that yeah. I can see. Um, maybe Avarillo if he can hold that spot, or Paul Turner. But again, we want to wait a week and see on Turner. But um, how long is Campbell out for? Uh, probably about six games, I think, because they've got the week off between fifteen and sixteen plus round seventeen off. So yeah, it'd be six games. Yeah, although although it's a severe hamstring injury, there's no guarantee he's going to be back in eight weeks. Mm. That's true. Could be longer. And then second part from 
our mate Red Dog, Yeatless tier for these players. Targo, May, Cobo, Elliot, Nanai, Peoples, Kiraz, Wishart, Hastings, Russia. Name, named his whole team there. <laughs> surely, surely you, surely you don't have most of those guys if you're listening to the pod, Red Dog. Yeah. You might need to listen a little bit closer, bud, I reckon. <laughs> It's it's too early to sell May though, right? Yeah, I don't think May's on the yeet list. Yeah. He's still yeah. scoring well. Yeah, if you got that, if you got that list of players, Targo shouldn't be on your yeet list either. So, um, yeah, Peoples is probably my number one on the yeet list, based on the fact that he's never going to play again, mm. um, probably ever in his career. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> poor, I'd, poor Calorie. Yeah, you'll get a bloke. you'll get a game for Manly in like three years' time. Yeah. Or he'll sign up the Melbourne Storm and be a State of Origin player in a couple of years. Um, No, so, yeah, so Peoples. But, I mean, uh, in saying that, though, Peoples isn't losing money because he's a red dot now. So if you're worried about them losing money, Cobbo, do you have Cobbo on that list? Yeah, Cobbo. Why would Cobbo be on the yeet list? Just keep Cobbo. Yeah. No, hang on to Cobbo. Trade Wishart. Hang on to Targo. Hang on to May. Move on. Wishart. Wishart's only two people. Yeah, but you t- you just tell him to, you know, somebody like even Jason Saab or Ramsey, like, you know, you get there's there's cash there. Hmm. Yeah. Have you got so many sub three hundred K guys that's got more than us, Ryan? That's like Juzzy's <laughs> team. <laughs> Juzzy's got so his team's so bad. <laughs> He posted it early and he's like, oh, I need help or whatever. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's too it's hard too for late. me. <laughs> <laughs> come, back in a... come back in 2023, bro. And he's probably got about four trades left too. Yeah, yeah oh, 100%. <laughs> he's just spent the whole season training Heron Smith in and out. <laughs> Inside joke. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Mark, I don't know who I'm up to, but Mark, uh, this okay. is from Bacon Lord. Want to get rid of Starling, Tavanga, and Baker. I have no money in the bank and need hooker replacement. Join the club, mate. Since Cotta isn't playing, please help. Okay. Well, so is that Fletcher Baker? It must be Fletcher Baker. We need a This is Baker Baker. Yeah, okay. Um, Well, yeah, why don't we just go like Fletcher Baker down to Jason Saab, which frees up 107K. And then what is it? Jazz and... Jazz and Starling. Starling. Yeah, well, you just get Marnie and Tom Lolo or something like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Easy. Is that, is that good? Jazz, yeah. Jazz Fletcher Baker, Star, and Starling out, and you get Tom Lolo and, um, yeah, Tom Lolo and Reed Marnie, and I reckon that's all right. Yeah, cool. All right, Brian, is May a keeper? I think yes. Yeah, I, I'd lean yes until um, Pappenhausen and Pappenhausen's back and Teddy is done with Origin at the very least. I, I think he's worth holding until um, head-to-head finals. Yeah. And yep. should I sell Hastings to Hughes or get Hughes by doing May and Targo to RFM and Hughes? I'm not, I'm not convinced that Hastings to Hughes isn't backwards, if not sideways. Yeah, 100%. Do not do that. Yeah, personally, I think Hastings to Hughes is sideways at best. Um, do you yeah. think Hastings averages 50, though? It's, well, not, Hast- it's not value, but it's not. I don't oh, know if I'd call it sideways. I'm, I'm hesitant to sell Hastings because 
yeah, we know he's had two bad scores over the last two weeks. Like round 11, he had that sin bin. So we lost, what, 12 minutes of game time there plus the minus seven. Um, and then he picked up that injury at the end of that game. And then he obviously carried that into round 12. Didn't really look the same. Didn't Wasn't running as much. Didn't goal kick. So uh, I'm just – and now he's had the week off I'm like because his role hasn't changed. Like he's still – like even when he was um, on one leg, he was still touching the ball a stack of times. Uh, I'm just hesitant to sell after the week off. Like if he's healthy, I'm really hoping we get some more information or he replies to Mark's tweet. That'd be the best. Keep us posted, mate. Because yeah, if, oh, he's, yeah. if, if he's still playing in that same role, touching the ball a stack and he's healthy, then I, I see him as a keeper. But, um, yeah, it's just hard to know what's going on with his health. Yeah. No, I and I, I don't think – I'm not convinced that Jerome Hughes is going to average more than Tyler May. So I, I don't think I'd be doing that at all. Yeah. Um, Mark, who are the priority guys this week for a value or cash-making perspective? Um, I suppose if you need max cash over the next X weeks, who are we buying? Yeah. Well, if if we get information in the next 24 to 36 hours that Ezra Mam's going to be there for a while he's priority one because he's going to jump up a bunch of cash i think first week um but yeah the guys who have got low break evens obviously sense the reason but like so guys like moses um so brett if you're planning on getting dylan brown it's this week or not at all um i think because mm-hmm. um, he's got a break even in the 30 and playing against the dogs so i mean he could score 100 this week and maybe i'm talking myself into buying him instead of moses now but Anyway, um, yeah, so, yeah, like, guys, you obviously use your common sense around the break-even. So, yeah, I'd say, yeah, Dylan Brown, Ezra Mam. Um, I think I assume Ramsey's break-even is pretty low. Five, I think. Yeah, two, two or something like that. So, yeah, no, that's, that, that, I'd say that, that that's it, really. Yeah. I mean, there's also, like, the mid-rangers there. Like, we could say Jack Bird from a cash-making perspective is potentially mm. one, but I don't know how much confidence I've got in that. Same with Lolo as well. Like, there's potentially 150K of value in Lolo over the origin period. But, again, how much confidence can do you have? Probably yeah, the thing with Lolo is he's got a 49 break, even though, like, there's no, there's no urgency there whatsoever for me. Yep, fair. Um, all right. Mark, is it Mark's turn? Sure. I've lost track. <laughs> Do you think McInnes is a keeper? No. No. Or should I be targeting Clemmer, Haas, and Murray instead? Oh, I'd be targeting Mr. Tyson James Frizzell. <laughs> is that actually his middle name? No, I don't know, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> if it is James, I'm going to be. A oh, no, there's a, there's a Tyson Frizzell question. This is for you, Matt. Starling and Targo to Dylan Brown and Tyson Frizzell. Yeah, boy, pull the trigger. That's, That's awesome. dumb, isn't it? Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah, good man. Yeah. Very good. A bit late to the party, but best trade for Olam under 540. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> I love when I get like trade questions like this where it's like they've just got this completely random player and they're the, you know, we're like, oh, who would own Olam? It's those ghost teams, but it's not. It's just this one bloke that just bought Justin Olam. <laughs> Did his team carry over from last year or something? <laughs> no, I love it. I love I love whoever it is that's asking me this question. I, lo- I love you. And I'm glad yeah. that you. Sorry, Corwin. Gave it a crack. 
yeah, no, you were um, loved and, and and appreciated in the amateurs. Absolutely, family. thanks for a um, question, mate. Yeah, so no, in in all seriousness, it's the same answer. It's you know, depending on if it's Mam or Ramsey, someone like that is who I'd be trading Olam to. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, is Josh Jackson to McInnes worth it? No, yeah, sideways if not. not backwards. Yep. All right. Um, butcher to iPad or wait a week? Um, yes, but like I feel like if you're just going butcher straight up to iPad, I just find it really hard to believe that you couldn't find a better use for that 250K difference between a guy like Frizzell or Harris mm. to, to him. Mm. Like I think there's a better use of that money. Like if you could do... Um say Targo out as well, like get Frizzell and do Targo out to, to some, like say Amani or something, like you've made two upgrades yeah. there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, net positive. Yeah, I'm not saying don't get Papali'i. I'm saying that it might not be the best use of money. All right. Uh, North Aluma season, finally. Sure. Yeah. yeah, if you want to. If you're feeling lucky. Um, Targo to Lolo? I think yes. You're sure. thinking about that, eh, Ryan? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about doing that same trade, so I, I wouldn't talk anyone out of it. Like the thing with Lolo is, like, I think sort of the worst case for Lolo is he ends up a very good like 17, 18 like loop option just with his ceiling. Like, hmm. say, like I don't know who someone's potential eighteen would be, but like if you could loop him with Lolo, I, I, like come the end of the year, I think that's sort of the worst case. But um, I also expect like these young guys like Cotter and Nano to get managed over the next two months with um, with Origin, and this is the time that Lolo's actually going to see decent minutes. And I guess they could um, revert back after Origin, but until mm. then, I think it could be wheels up Lolo. Speaking of Cotter and Nano, we've got to accelerate this question time because Origin's kicking off in about twenty about forty minutes. So yeah, we need to wrap it get, up. Get moving, Rob. Right. Starling to Marnie, Campbell to Lolo. Yes. 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 Great. All right, that's Instagram. All right, I'm going to rip into the, the Twitter ones. And yeah, if yeah. you get the Facebook ones up. So uh, Twitter, uh, Rob, you can answer the first one. Um, uh, loving the podcast, boys. Thinking of trading Starling to Elliot and have 100K. How much is Adam Elliot now? 557. Yeah. How much cash do we think he'll make? Oh. I'm not convinced. Is he he's a keeper? A I suppose is the question. No, I, I would suggest that Elliot is too expensive now. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I'd actually rather go Lolo for what two k more. Yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it time to eat TPJ? Can get anyone under eight hundred and fifty five k, Ryan? Oh, geez, I'm really tempted to do it. Eh? Um, I, I guess before the thing that's sort of holding me back is before he got um this random injury, he was actually going quite well. Um. I mean, quite well, relatively. He was scoring 50s anyway. Jeez. Um, mm. Can you just I'm wait li- and see if he plays and then get, like, properly or Madison? Yeah. 55. So you just afford Maddo and leave himself with 2K in the bank. I think yeah, that's the play, that. to be honest. Or if, even if you don't or get forward. Frizzell. Yeah, well, because, I mean, like, Frizzell plays Sunday 4 p.m., so you yeah, should hopefully know... Yeah, you should hopefully know if Pango is going to play or not. Yep. Um, Rob, is Will Kennedy a good downgrade target to put in the emergencies? Plays around. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Absolutely. Um, Ryan. Get Zab uh, or Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. 
Ryan, the pie professor, uh, is looking to sell Penasini and Karaz to Luke Garner and Ruben Garrick. Or mm. is it better to trade Hastings to Garrick or do you have Moses in the half with Hines as cover? Um, I, I don't think I'd trade Hastings. Uh, oh, geez. Um, a, lot of, a lot of love for Garrick. Um, if you're doing Penasini and Karaz to Garner and Garrick, I presume that also means you can just go Penasini straight to Garrick and keep Karaz and not get Garner. Yeah, I'd do that. I would do that, I think. Um, Rob, uh, are we trading Hastings to Dillbags, Marnie, or Garrick? Hmm. Dylan Brown, maybe. But I don't think I would do the other two. Yeah. I think our prevailing advice this week, as a general rule, is is don't be in a rush to sell Hastings, yeah. isn't it? Mm. I don't think I, I don't think I'm going to sell him. I I would I would sell Pangai before Hastings. I think. Yeah, same. Um, Ryan is Heinz a sell after round seventeen? <sighs> That's got to be a joke question, surely. <laughs> no, no. He said, uh, "I'll he'll go to Garrick, Manu, or Pappenhausen. Can't see him averaging sixty rest of the year." It's a hard no, Isaac. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a no, mate. It's a no. Yeah, I'll give you a follow up question because yeah, I, I I don't know about that one, Isaac. You think you have a have a think about that one, mate. Um, Dom wants to say, says um, so. This one can also go to you, Ryan. Um, he apologizes for killing Jaden Campbell. <laughs> um, he can't quite afford to go up to Teddy without making multiple trades. Should he just pro- plug Caraz or Cooler into his wing fullbacks or move to an Edwards type? No, I, I just plug in Cooler for a week and move to Teddy when you can. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Cooler versus Ed, like. There's no. I don't think there's um, no sure thing that Edwards outscores Cooler this week. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, we're already at the question about McInnes. We can answer here. Um, the dog's not happy with McInnes either. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rob, uh, Ilias and Peoples to Raymond Vitala Mariner and Zach Wolford. Oh, I, I'd struggle to recommend Wolford. Um, what was the other one? RFM. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't like it. No, I don't like it. Surely there's better. There's better blokes you can get. Yeah, I'd probably looking. I'd be probably looking to go to like Saab and Tom Lolo or something like that. Yeah, go cheaper and slightly more expensive. I think if you can. Yep. Uh, bonus question for you. Uh, do you think that Luke Garner is a keeper center, Rob? No, no, I don't. Uh, Ryan, um, do you? I would. Uh, I'd, I'd lean yes if he holds the role. But you that's the thing. Jack Bird or Luke Garner? I, no, I'd prefer Jack Bird just because I think but there's security there. In what world are you starting him on your bench if you don't have Aitken well, and Burton? Well, that's the thing. Like, if you don't have, say, you don't have Aiken, um, and he's Aiken's around seven hundred k now, I'd probably rather get Garner than Aiken because I don't think there's a huge difference between the two. Assuming Garner holds the spot, I, I think my preferred one though is is Bird just for the security. 
Well, Bird's 60K cheaper than Garner as well. So exactly, I, yeah. I don't think we should even be talking about Garner when Bird's there. Probably is the yep. the, sh- the short one. Um, also, Ryan, talking. what are your thoughts on Avarillo and Xavier Savage as cash cows? Um, I'd be a lot more interested in taking a punt on Savage um, versus Avarillo. Uh, I think we've discussed Avarillo, that, you know, the type of player that he is, low sort of base, not really that exciting in terms of, you know, athleticism. Um, like he is a half center type player. Like he's a, you know, he's a, he's a ball player. He's not a big runner of the footy um, versus Savage. Like we've, we've seen the explosiveness of him and his break even is so low now that if you get another couple of games out of him, he, he can, there's a clear path. Like, like I outlined, if he averages 40 over the next three weeks, there's a path for him to make 150 K in three weeks. So I, I think, and that, and that's not unattainable, you know, for a player like him. Um, and well, they've got the Broncos Knights and uh, the Dragons over the next three weeks. So, you know, there's two non-top eight matchups there. Um, yeah, I, 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 think there's a, I think there's a bit to like about Savage, but it is a punt because you don't know when exactly Chance is coming back. Good job, Brian. Thank you, mate. Uh, Robbie, you got the Facebook questions to finish us off quickly. I, do, I don't have them. I've been trying to find them frantically. Mate, Did you put I it told- up on Facebook? Yes, of course I put it on Facebook. Oh, where is it, mate? What, what good are you, mate? You're supposed to be a professional intern. You've been interning for God knows how long. It's not in the group, mate. It's just on the main page. I found it. Don't oh, worry. that's my best. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Got to have the, the non-group members. Um, so Luke Saragoza, Ryan, wants to know if the curse is still a thing. Well, mate, you, you tell me because uh, didn't you say the curse was broken last week and now you've put Lolo on there? Uh, no, well, Xavier Savage is bloody – he smashed it last week. Okay, well, okay, well, I guess the curse is over. Yeah, I changed the format and I put the lightning in the background. I think maybe that helped. Oh, excellent. So that means Lolo's going to score 80 this week. I think so. Well, yeah, it's uh, so far so good. Um, you know, lightning on the back, it's good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, Hastings to Mam and Butcher to IPAP, Rob. What was it? Hastings to Mam. Hastings and Butcher to Mam and Papali'i. Mm. I think is it I mean, is it too early to sell Butcher? Oh probably. If he's only playing forty minutes, it's probably not, but I guess you don't know. Like it could shoot <laughs> up to fifty five. Like it's one of those things like Starling yeah. is. Like a lot of people would have just fought him in last week though, right? Like he's got a thirty six BE and he's playing against yeah. a storm. So there's no yeah. guarantee. I mean, he's that not he's gonna do it. You'd have to well. think that he will. Yeah. I think yeah, I think we're leaning don't get Papali'i because he costs so much and isn't Oh yeah, I'd probably get Lolo or Brazil. Yeah. And what was the other one? I don't remember. Yeah. Look, don't <laughs> get quality. Yeah. We're, we're, we're quality podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just were talking and I was like, oh, and I zoned out. I was thinking I'll about margaritas. <laughs> I'm so sorry whoever answered that question. Ask that question. Yeah. No. Pop, it's, it's Hastings and Hastings. And butcher, butcher out, ma'am. Just and don't trade them. In. Just don't trade them. I don't think. All right, I'd probably keep both yeah, those blocks. Hang, hang on, on. the trades. Yeah. All right. Um, Hastings to Marnie Ryan. 
Oh, um, jeez. I'd lean no unless you need a hooker. Okay. Um, should we be waiting until after Origin to decide on our trades, Rob? Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely um, going to be an injury tonight, isn't there? All right. And, yeah, or just, you know, players getting rested, have a big game, whatever. There's a list of players here. Um, which of these should we move on out of Ilias, Elliot, Walters, Penasini, Targo, Critter, King, and Randall? Randall. Randall should have been on weeks ago. Yeah. I don't mind keeping Walters as like a hooker emergency because a lot of people Mm. have lost or will be trading Starling out. So you can just keep him. He'll get 25, but he's not really losing that much money. Mm. Um, Yeah. Targo, was it? Yeah. So I think you can move on. So Ilias, you can move on. Elliot, you're holding. Walters, you can move or hold. Penasini, same. Targo, same. Crudar, same. King, hold. Randall, should have been sold three weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Um, Trading out Hastings and Starling. We've told you how we feel about that. Um, uh, Need a bench hooker. Is Jacob Little worth a shot? I'm bringing in JT and don't want to spend all my money as I want to get Papali E in the coming weeks. Ryan. Little, jeez, he's 609k. Um, I, I need to actually go look at the Tigers team list because I hadn't even Chuck thought Madden about 14. Okay, yeah, then the answer's no. Yeah, the answer's just no. get Blake Rayleigh, mate. Get yeah. no, get Lachlan Croker, another 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you what, yeah, don't stress. Uh, my actual advice to you, Josh, is don't stress too much about saving up for Papali and get JT and Reed Marnie. <laughs> Um, who's more of a priority final team, Rob, Cleary, or Isaiah Papali? Oh, ideally both, but I think oh. Cleary. Yeah, the answer's Cleary. Yeah. Um, 18 trades left and 181K in the bank, Ryan, feeling a little bold. Um, have Starling, Butcher, and Targo to go for Papali, McInnes, and cash out to Trindle. Um, Tempted to also do a fourth. Tempted to do a fourth trade and trade Billy Smith to Ezra Mam. Or should I just play it safe and do two trades and get Papali and Trindle? Why does he want Trindle so much? He wants Trindle. He really likes Trindle. Yeah. No, Trindle's a, a no bueno, I think. I mean, no, look, for as a round 17 cash out, Trindle isn't the worst idea. Like, if Hines is going to stay in the 18-man squad, then in terms of a cash out, he's not the not the worst idea because he is going to yeah, play he's round not the 17. best either, though. I'm sure no, there will be a... And said he specifically picked his extended squad based on teams that had buys in round 13. Gotcha. Um, Hines no. might be in the 14 by then. Yeah, or in the seven after they get a bath the first two games. Yeah, but but probably the 14. Um, But surely there's a bloke that plays 17 that is on the bench, you know. Yeah, I I like the idea of targeting Ezra Mam, but, like, I'd just go, I'd just grab, like, you know, Saab or something like that. Like, rounds. I'm not so stressed about round 17. I just want to get a permanent green dot. 
And if you can do, yeah, Starling, Butcher, Targo, and Billy Smith out and pick up. Yeah, but even Papali'i, McInnes, like we've kind of spoken about them at length. I'm sort of not really super jazzed about that either. Mm. Can you get like, can you get like Frizzell, Dylan Brown, and Tamalolo and Mam or something like that? You know? Yeah. Yeah, about that. Um, we've spoken about Moses versus Dylan Brown at length, spoken about Mam. Any word on Stefano? Nut. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. That's weird, hey? He's just, like, disappeared out of the, uh, um, you know, out of the the man, the big, you know, the 24-man squad. And, yeah, just no news. On, oh, here we go. NRL Physio, 20 minutes ago, <laughs> right on cue. Oh. Three, <laughs> three, three to four weeks. So three to four weeks, foot injury. Right. Um, okay, there you go. He's injured foot. Um, thinking of trading in Wakeham. Obviously, that's a, a joke. Um, getting down in the trades, but thinking this may be worthwhile being Targo, Wakeham, uh, sorry, Targo, Wade Graham and Peoples out, Cherry Evans, Tom Lolo and Anari Tuala in. Tuala, 302k for Tuala. Well, see, Bradman Best is only like two or three weeks away. I don't think I'd be jumping on Tuala. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't seem to play. Um, Surely you get a Ramsey or Avarillo or something like that instead. Yeah, or well, Ramsey plays round 17. So if, if that mm. interests you, I think that's the good play in terms of a cheaping. Yeah. I, th- I think you can – no urgency on Cherry Evans either. I'd be just jumping on a Dylan Brown or Moses type and not worrying about Cherry Evans at this point, I don't think. Yeah. Um, all right. So there's a couple of trades that are uh, questions that are pretty similar. Um which I, I th- I'm going to sort of group them all in together. And it's just regarding, so the first one of them is which round 13 players are worth holding in your final 17. And then there's a sort of a secondary question, which is main non-origin end of season keepers to start targeting. Um, and, um, you know, that, that sort of, you know, style of question. So basically which guys played last week, that if you have in your team, you're holding them. Mm-hmm. And then who are we targeting moving forward for head-to-head and overall? Um, guys that aren't going to play Origin and, and you know, we know exactly. It's probably the list of players that we've already spoken about, really. We've sort of covered it at length, Ryan, but mm. what are you? have you got a, a, a short list of players you'd be targeting moving forward and guys you'd be looking to hold versus, say, maybe some guys that you'd be moving on? Um. Well, I mean, geez, it's it's getting tough because like I'm looking at the uh, list of players that I currently don't own, like on the like you know next to my team, um, and you know basically all of the expensive ones are Origin players like Cook, Murray, Munster, Madison, Teddy, um, Yo. You know, you, you sort of start getting down to like if you're not getting Papali'i or Clemmer, um, you know, you start getting back down to like the 700k, like Dylan Brown, Breed Marnie, the guys we've spoken about, Tyson Frizzell, like those type of guys. So, Mm. um, yeah, and in terms of like players who played last week, I mean, you should know who your keepers are, like Angus Crichton, um, Matt Burton, uh, guys like that. Yeah, Torhu, Josh Jackson, you know, all these guys are holds. Even Max King at the moment's a hold until he stops scoring like this. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, and then, yeah, so I'm targeting, yeah, your Frizzell, um, uh, I mean, yeah, Cle- like Clem is all right if you can afford it, but I'm sort of a bit worried about his minutes uh, once everybody's back, now that Kurt Mann's back particularly. But, yeah, you're Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, Reed Marnie. Stop types is, um yeah, really, that's it's not the list. My, the list for 17 is not super long. Like, I'm not, I don't have any interest in Hughes um, or anyone sort of in that, you know, the next rung down, I don't think. So, yeah. It's kind of like you just want the best blokes, though, right? Like, people like mm. Cam Murray and things. Like, I know they play Origin, but yeah, they're pretty good and, and they're good for a reason. So, mm. I don't know. Just just getting non-origin blokes for seventeen seems like a trap to me. Yeah, I mean, at at the rate that I'm travelling right now, I'm never going to own Cleary, Papali'i, Cook, Murray, Madison, Munster. None of those players. I'm not going to own any of them. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, be interested to see how it goes. I always t- I always target the guys like in the Frizzell tier. You know, I've got Pat Carrigan, who I think is going to be a a sort of a high mid to high fifties, you know, Crichton, Torhu, Josh Jackson, you know, that, that sort of type. But yeah, no, I think that's about it. Just, you know, pick the obvious ones. We've spoken at length about a couple of guys who are, who are good options, but the list isn't super long for 17. So yeah, just make sure as a prevailing piece of advice, make sure if you're making a trade that it's actually an upgrade and not sideways or backwards like this, you know, Hastings to Jerome Hughes or something like that where you're like, you, you know, I'm not certain that that's an upgrade. It might be a backwards, like, you know, don't waste a trade on something like that is my mm-hmm. sort of prevailing advice with a number of these questions tonight. So anything else you want to add? Um, no, I think we've spoken plenty, haven't we? <laughs> uh, let's get, get a couple of beers on and watch the watch the footy. Absolutely. Uh, go to the Queenslanders, kick off in 15 minutes. Um. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed the pod. Thanks for listening. Um. If you uh, if you want to hear Rob's dog, uh, <laughs> bark some more. Let us know in the comment comments. And um. Yeah, Rob. Thanks for joining us. How do you feel you went on a scale of one to ten, mate? How would you rate yourself tonight? How was your performance? Cheers, lads. Oh, maybe like a like a seven. I'm okay, seven. that's good. That's what, strong. What do you think? What do you think? Solid, solid Take debut. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, 0.5 out of 10 for me, for you. But <laughs> What about the dog, though? Oh, six at least. <laughs> Strong performance. Yeah. Strong performance yeah. from Maisie. Well, the, uh, the, the carry of the bark was, you know, it wasn't just the sheer number of times that the dog barked. Oh, so it was the, the volume and, and the projection they were using was top shelf. So, yeah. it's great. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. All right, Cheers, thanks mates. for joining us. Enjoy the state of origin. Thanks for coming in, Rob. Ryan, you you know, you're obligated, I think, to come, but yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'll shout out to Matt Pickering, who I missed his question is why do my players keep shitting the bed? <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. <laughs>